Hello and welcome back to Second Take Movies, the podcast where we give movies a second look, a second chance, a second take, if you will. I'm your host, Preston Jenkinson, and my guest today is my very good friend, Jason Autry. Jason, how are you today? I'm doing good, man. Happy to be here. Today we're talking about the 2004 movie Alien vs. Predator, and I have a lot of notes. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Um, so the first thing I'm going to do is bring up a synopsis. During an archaeological expedition on Boitavia Island in Antarctica, a team of archaeologists and other scientists find themselves caught up in a battle between two legends. Soon, the team realizes that only one species can win. And that was from IMDb. Good synopsis. <laughs> I, Yeah. They just took basically they took two two of the best sci fi movies from the eighties and made a subpar film. <laughs> oh, subpar! Yes. He's yeah. already going there. He's already going there. I mean, so I'll say this to start with. Uh, I think one of your earlier guests said that you know, kind of revealed himself uh, when you guys were reviewing the the Star Wars prequels. Mm. Um, and he said, you know, he kind of admitted he was a fanboy. Yeah, he's bit, a lot younger you know, than I am, and, so he grew up with that. So. Uh, okay, well, there you go. I mean, and just kind of admitted that, and which I thought was a, a good preface, you know, before you start talking about a movie. So I'll kind of do the same thing. Uh, I'm probably more of a fanboy of Predator than I was of Alien, although I liked Alien too. Alien and Aliens, and I think I saw, those are the two best, in my opinion, uh, since this is a uh, an opinion podcast on movies, I'll just say that, that those were my two favorites out of that franchise. During my research today, I, I, I delved into the internet on the history of this okay. movie, this Alien versus Predator. The year before was Freddy versus Jason. Right. A lot of versus movies. And during my research, I found out that this was very much a studio decision, this movie, because James Cameron had an Alien 4 script ready to go with Sigourney Weaver coming back and Ridley Scott directing. Really? And then the studio was like, oh, Freddy vs. Jason made like $100 million, so let's do Alien vs. Sorry, James. Let's get W.S. Anderson in here and... So I was after I finished watching the movie I was I had like a eh okay yeah but when that, I found that, that out I just got twist, mad for sure I mean that that enters a wrinkle into it uh but that makes sense I mean you know they got to go get that money man um for sure and and I mean you know obviously two 80s story franchises you know I mean why you know it makes sense from a business standpoint to capitalize on it you know but that's that is my preface though that I, don't, I wouldn't say that I am a blind fanboy because I can see that I can see the flaws and certainly watching it again uh, you see them but I love Predator I just love the concept of it the idea of it the theme of it the first Predator movie you know obviously is is to me the the coup de grace but like that particular story and there's just something about it fighting an enemy that you can't see that can you know cloak itself and uh, but yet you know somehow you got to figure out a way to kind of combat that and do that there's a to me it's a, obviously a physical element to it a psychological element but but there's a spiritual element to it you know you're fighting something that 
that uh, has the ability to take you out, but you can't see it. And uh, it's uh, it's got more weapons than you do. All that kind of stuff. So it kind of pulls those three or four things together. Um, existentially, even, for me. Uh, you know, just from a real quick personal thing. You know, when I was a kid, this movie was made in 19... The first Predator was made in 1987. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was almost 10 years old. And uh, I remember uh, in my church, there was... I went to a small church in a small town in South Carolina. And, um, uh, you know, everybody kind of knew everybody and hung out with everybody. And, and you were always around. And so, in my experience, I was always around these teenage boys, you know, the older mm-hmm. older kids. My brother was older. And so, you're kind of always hanging around these guys. And these guys just talked about Predator, going to the movie theater and seeing Predator all the time. And this one particular kid that I really thought was the coolest dude on the block, you know, he could tell a story like nobody else. I mean, he could just almost – I remember sitting one time and listening to him recount watching Karate Kid and he, he did he like went frame by frame and was telling me and my brother because we weren't allowed to watch movies uh, like that when we were kids and uh, like what Karate Kid was and we thought we had seen the movie like hanging out with this guy and he did the same thing with Predator it was like a group of guys and I thought man when I'm old enough to to, to see the Predator I'm, I'm, I'm going to see that movie and then I remember seeing it and, be, and not being at all disappointed and uh, I'll still watch it from time to time, you know, if it's on TV or or I'll, I'll dial it up if I'm bored. But I, I think that, uh, which is not often, but so I am, it's a little nostalgia for me. So I'll just say that. So when I'm watching Alien vs. Predator, there's something about, you know, that particular, uh, you know, theme and idea and then that character and all that comes with it that I that I'm kind of drawn to. I found myself last night like rooting for him <laughs> again, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, so I want to get that out there to anyone listening that you know my commentary is not slanted. I can be objective, but at the end of the day, I will be integral in the sense that uh, I, I do like it. I like both the stories. I get it. I get why they would have done this. Uh, that backstory that you just gave is really, really interesting, and it makes sense. So, and I'll, there you go. There's my. Lead I like in. to preface all these episodes. I didn't do it last time, but if this okay. someone out there, if this is your favorite movie, and you love it, great. It's not a. It's not <laughs> right. a personal attack. <laughs> right. It, yeah. It's. It's not a personal attack on your yeah. life and. So this this movie opens up with like it just immediately goes in. We're we're getting the team together. There's a lady climbing up a ice wall. She's a survivalist. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a Irish dude. Mm -hmm. There's an Italian guy. Yes, it was a very bad accident. And it's basically this movie made me appreciate Prometheus more. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I am a. Uh, okay. I would call myself a Prometheus apologist. Mm, yeah, I think we've had that discussion before. Uh, so this is basically the same setup as Prometheus. So they've kind of borrowed, like gathering the scientists together to go, in this case, to the Antarctic. Yeah. And then uh, we meet Mister Wayland. It's Bishop from Aliens, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Bishop from Aliens. Um, he was in this really, uh, you know, he was in this ridiculous uh, 
martial arts film that Van Damme was in, that, you know, that Van Damme did or whatever called Hard Target or something. I remember he was the villain in that. And he was like this real dark dude. He he plays that kind of well, this mysterious like, kind of dark I was like, figure. is this your sad attempt to combine it to the... Merge the worlds, yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. you know, lends some cred, you know. What do you think about, what do you think about that idea? So one of the things that jumps out at me when I rewatched this was... Um, you know, it's cliche, obviously, with Wayland. Okay, you know he's that he's a billionaire eccentric who has this desire to do something transcendent in his life and make a mark on the world. And and maybe he's virtuous, maybe he's not. Maybe he's trying to do something good, maybe he's not. It's ambiguous. You don't know. But but you know, he's manipulating people and and he's he's pulling strings and he's doing things. Don't you feel like there is a genre of action movies and or thrillers that have that same theme i felt like why does this always seem to be the the eccentric billionaire uh, i'm trying to show my daughter um you know a lot of the Jurassic Park movies she really likes you know the Jurassic Park movies so she's watched the the older ones and then now we're kind of moving to the the ones with pratt and so we're watching this the other night we're watching the second one with pratt uh on on youtube tv and uh it's the same thing it's an eccentric millionaire you know, he's got an agenda, but his agenda is not fully revealed. But, you know, he's got, you're not sure if it's good, bad, virtuous, not. I mean, it's just so fascinating. He pulls all these people together and he gets all these experts and then he kind of manipulates them and they figure it out. And Don't you feel like that's, I don't think I ever picked up on that before. Pretty much the same thing happens in Prometheus too. Yes, right, correct. Everybody thinks Waylon's dead and then they pull him out of cryo sleep and he's like, 900 no 90 something 100 something years old but that movie takes 300 takes place 300 years in the future so. years, right. yeah, so <laughs> you obviously this movie is not canon anymore no. <laughs> <laughs> because in aliens too in right. aliens they were like we've never record had any recording of these creatures before the, the yeah. xenomorphs or whatever right yeah yeah that's true it is it is that as well. I mean, I didn't even think about that till you made the Prometheus cross reference a second it's like, ago. But Ridley yeah, Scott just took this back and was a, like, "I'm gonna start over," kind of. <laughs> right. But I feel like it's this commentary on even what we're kind of dealing with today. You know, it's just the constant commentary on people with too much money that have these eccentric ideals. Um. Bezos, you know, uh, you know, uh, Musk, you know, all these guys and, and the fact that they stay in the news because of their, well, because of their riches, but because of their eccentric pursuits. And it's so funny how like that seems to be kind of a going theme in the movies that you're, but they always present that person. And I think Lance Henriksen's character in this, you know, uh, Wayland, I think he's presented as he, they're presented as ambiguous characters. Like, you make the choice whether or not this guy is, you know, doing this for the right reason or for the wrong reason or how he's And so we make it to this fishing village in Antarctica. The movie opens up with, like, the the predator ship mm-hmm. coming, entering our atmosphere and shooting this, drilling this laser down. Because apparently they're coming to get rid of the aliens, I guess. And so our, our group of people yeah. just show up at this hole and look, and it's like, that's not a big deal. It's just a hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they have a dial. They have a dialogue about it, though. Remember, they're like, 
well, you know, nothing could have done this. No, no boring or drilling, uh, you know, machinery on Earth could have done this. You know, I, I don't know of anything that could have ever done this. Yeah, their their big thing in this movie is to explorers. find it before anyone else. Um, that's and like, what other trillion dollar company could make it find out it before anyone else? As if that's ever been done. Who goes to Antarctica? And it, yeah, it's like there's some kind of underlying race to do this and. It doesn't make sense in the terms of the story, for sure. But that's one cool thing about Predator. I mean, I mean, introducing all these, and I think this has happened from the beginning of this franchise, introducing all this new technology, which is really interesting. I mean, the whole, the whole idea to start with of heat signatures and you know his weaponry and all this kind of stuff is, I mean, that's kind of cool to me. I don't know. I, again, could be fanboying it right now. But, uh... Another note is, I, I never. <laughs> I guess I missed it, but I was like, "Why is Why is Waylon so obsessed with getting to Antarctica and find? Does he know that there's aliens in the ground?" Good question. I mean, the thing is, is that I mean, there's a campy. Gosh, I didn't realize how campy this was till I saw it again. There's this kind of a campy exchange with the uh, the girl from Blade. Uh, what's her name? Sine Lathan or whatever. There's an exchange. I can't remember her. I think that's her name. They're having a conversation about him doing something that lasts, you know, that that some legacy of his. And then when they find it, he's like, thank you. You know, he's got that rebelly voice. He's like, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for allowing me to do this. But there's never any, like, resolution as to why he's doing it. And he's so thankful. (laughs) So what's the point right exactly what were you what are you trying to find like at least in prometheus it was like there's definitely like another planet out there and we're trying to find the people that created us yeah for sure and i'm probably thinking too much into it but again it's that ambiguous presentation of these particular people that you know maybe they just leave you with the idea that they're just doing it because they can't and that's that's something that Michael Fassbender brings up in Prometheus. You know, anytime I get a chance right? to talk with Michael Fassbender, I'm gonna talk of about. Of course, it. that's your boy. Yeah, <laughs> his character in that movie brings up like he asks the scientist who's disappointed with what he's found. He's like, "Well, why did they create yeah. us?" And he's like, "Well, why right. did you create me? Because he's an android in that movie." And he's like, "Right, because right. we could." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, because we could." What if you get that answer? <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to do with that particular answer? Yeah. And yeah, I don't think we like that answer. No. I think there, there's got to be some intrinsic reason why people do Human things. Thing Sometimes it's not. Be, they just do know, them because they want to. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be remembered. Yeah. Yeah. We love ourselves. Um, Yeah. That's funny. That was, a, yeah. that's an interesting thing for sure. Yeah. We'll progress the story. So we, we find the temple where we go down the temple into this hole on a sled kind of yeah and they they so they make it in there and then they make it there's this the geometry to me just doesn't work because it's this huge temple underground right that's frozen two thousand feet underground that's supposed to be part of mayan culture in antarctica pretty sure antarctica was well (laughs) not not a part of mayan culture but like um Anthropologically speaking, all the cultures are indicated in the architecture. That's Remember? right. They were talking uh, about yeah. okay. They just Mayan culture, Cambodian culture, South South you know Southeast Asian culture. 
So I think it was this idea of, which I thought was interesting and never picked up on it before, yeah. this idea of dispersion, like, you know, the idea. But they're not talking about dispersion. They're talking about yeah. aliens being the architects of these sh- structures that are hard to imagine. It's like on the ancient aliens on the History Channel. It's like, there's no way that these idiots in the ancient world could build this stuff. Exactly. How'd they build it? There's no... Aliens. (laughs) How did they build the pyramids in Egypt? (laughs) How did the Mayans... How did they build the mezzanine? It's crazy. They had to have aliens. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, they did it on the backs of other people, which is awful, but it's just true. And and they did it because they were smart and and, and ingenious, and they were intuitive, and they and they were, just like every generation has done, has adapted. And and I don't understand wherever you fall on the spectrum of evolution, they adapt. Like and so why is it so hard to believe that people were able to do these things? And make these things happen, but they could. All these it pyramids around the world in different parts of the world—they're all built the same. It's almost like oh, it's a basic way to build something. <laughs> it's weird. It's yeah. almost like there was a template. <laughs> Smart people. Are the it's really people. an interesting little take. Well, I tell you, we overthink things sometimes. I think maybe, um, and I think that. So I think that was the thing. Honestly, it was the aliens predated all this, so they yeah. had all of the technology and the ideas about how to build I the structure. So that's why you saw them these already. predators are like the the weekend warriors of their planet. Like they're the rich guys that get to go off to the nature for the hunting preserve. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the safari. <laughs> are these like the elite drive of... very expensive jeep trucks? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah. That's right. Maybe I don't know, man. That's a funny take for sure. I mean, but when we uh, get down to the case. temple floor, I don't know. Very so. Indiana Jones style. Someone steps on a tile and it sinks into the floor, and we're introduced to honestly a very well built alien queen who's on ice. That's one thing I'll say about this movie. There was a lot of practical yeah, puppetry. She's going on with that and a lot of the aliens. I appreciated that. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. That that basically thaws her out and she starts spitting out eggs, but go ahead. Yeah. Out of a trunk of an elephant or something that, that looked like, which I I didn't understand. I guess that was some kind of, I'd never really seen that presented in uh, alien, you know, in the alien franchise, but whatever. Um, I mean, you see the eggs in the other movies, but you just don't, see it presented that way but whatever uh the thing that got me about that was you know if the acid was able to release her easily you know later in the movie um you know why couldn't she have burned through it you know centuries before was it because of the frozen state or is that why they had her so far down the ground she's frozen and when she wakes up there's electricity going on and i'm there's some, there's some, there's some electrodes and and and, and that's various, what it looked like yeah, in aliens, but and, I mean, what have you? It was on like an outpost that was man-made. Right. So I guess she was drawing from the, from the electricity from in outer space. I don't know. <laughs> right. I mean, you're still. I mean, you're still in the Earth's ecosystem, so it's like 
How did that happen? Yeah, I don't know. That was an interesting thing. But I, I hear you. That's an interesting, uh, the headdress that she had on. and Yeah, all that ancient looking stuff and was really one cool. One thing For I sure. do like, I like about this movie. We finally have an alien movie where a scientist doesn't put their face two inches away from an egg. <laughs> there, there is that. Yeah. We, we, we have the non-invasive scientist gonna... that uh, is smart enough at least not to do that. Yeah, that, at least put that's it in funny. a containment thing. No, put my face down there. But it doesn't matter because eventually, <laughs> right. at some point in the movie, right. the eggs just exactly. open up and they the the face huggers flying across the room like the Matrix. <laughs> they just they start flying. I'm like I know they, they can flying. jump, but okay, they're flying <laughs> That was th- that was pervasive throughout. So ca- chaos ensues, and at um, some point, yeah, the British dude brings out a gun. If yes. you thought this was like some kind of archaeological thing, why'd you bring guns? What were you expecting? I mean, I guess it's a good idea to bring guns, but I mean... Good idea to bring a gun, I guess, in a foreign place. I don't know. You, you, uh, the girl is, uh, you know... And that is, I looked it up, and that is actually her name. You, you did a lot better than guns. I did on that. I was like, I haven't... <laughs> is that her name? Okay. No, that's okay. Um, I wasn't exactly sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, so she's want, always I, I, got a There was a big thing she didn't want guns down there. You notice that? She, yeah. She doesn't want guns. It's got to be constant. And so there's got to be that slipped in a little bit, which, yeah, it's, that's constantly. Yeah, he pulls the yeah. gun out. What do you think about before we, you know, didn't at that point when the alien rises up, didn't the yeah, they had, predators they, have they a were, schematic? It keeps cutting back and forth to them on the ship, and they're like, they've got a scan of everything. And then some kind of beacon goes off within the temple, and they get like a 3D scan of the temple, and they can see the heat signatures of people. I thought that was kind of cool technology. And it also provides an answer for how they're able to keep tabs on it. You know, that they're not just randomly picking somewhere in the universe that they stowed something way back, and they just decide to bore a hole that they, they see the, the, the inner workings of it, obviously because they built it, you know, because people could, could have never built that. My, my theory is they had these on other planets. In the universe. Yes, for sure. Could see that. Other backwater planets, as they call yes. it. Yes. Other temples, you mean? Where they... Yeah, other temples that w- they were worshipped by the people of... Of that, that particular planet. place. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And all, all of a sudden, the temple turns into a jigsaw puzzle? Yeah, yep. Got, some, running got out. some hidden rooms and... I was like... Little faux hallways and... <laughs> is that programmed to always... Do do that, or just and when someone just when someone runs through, and do the and do the predators control that? Yeah, or does it happen automatically? It it didn't. It looked like it happened just automatically. Yeah. I mean, at the end, I thought it was interesting though when she and him are running out of the mezzanine. Though it took them less than 30, 30 seconds to run out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yet before there was all these hidden hallways yeah. and trapdoors. <laughs> yeah, but no, we're just. Now it's just five seconds. We're out. We're, we're going to drop this bomb in That's here. Right. We're just, we're booking it out. You know, we're going to outrun this atomic bomb, you know? Right. So right. Exactly. The aliens, the, the aliens finally get birthed, I guess. Mm-hmm. They kind of, I guess they just grow quickly. I don't, or they were already in there. They're already spawned. I can't remember. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But they come along fast. We get fast. that trip. 
we get that trailer shot of the the predator and the the right. alien just staring at each other which is basically the poster it's the poster it's it's iconic i have to say i mean i i uh said that to you but uh i mean it is i mean that it's was, a good shot it's I mean, a great I mean, shot that's what sold the movie there's a couple of shots I feel in that particular 10 minute sequence, eight to 10 minutes there that are all kind of iconic. It's that one. It's the other one I, I sent you where, you know, he's throwing, throws the alien, you know, he them. kind of picks him up and yeah, just kind of spins him around and, you know, slaps him into a bunch of columns and, and yeah. then throws him down that, down that hallway. Yeah. That particular slowed down scene is also pretty iconic too. I remember seeing that the first time years ago when, when I rented this thing. You know, I think I watched this movie on DVD, if that tells you anything. I, I think I was, I w- this was 2004. Mm-hmm. I was 14, 15? That's crazy. I think me and my friend went and saw this in the theater. Did I you go watching the this in the theater? Yes. Okay, you have made a revelation now. Yeah. You went to see this in the theater. I did. Interesting. My mom or somebody else paid for me to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was PG. It. It's another thing. It's PG-13. It is PG-13. Mm-hmm. Two franchises that have made their, their, their money and bank off of being Ready gory up. and let's, yeah. you know, androids being ripped apart and yeah. the surprise face hugger from the first alien. <laughs> right. And Interesting, isn't it? Probably to make more money, right? I mean, I, it opens up. It yeah, it they opens didn't up want to go all in on it, so, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. That's an interesting take too, for sure. Yeah, um, was, they get one, one fuck in this movie, and then at the end, she goes to say "motherfucker," but the, it's PG thirteen. <laughs> Didn't yeah, she, she goes. You you were one ugly mother, and then it cuts her off right there. Did it? I thought yeah. she actually said it. Yeah. there was a cheesy line at the end. <laughs> there was a really cheesy line at the end where she's like, "The she's talking to the predator, and he can't. Of course, he can't understand her. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, she's like, you can't let him get to the surface or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, we're gonna fucking kill them all or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, oh gosh, <laughs> I rewound it. It was so bad. It was yeah. so bad. It was good. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, yeah. So there was only a few of those. Yeah. They Nothing just gratuitous. Team, they team up so quick. You know, I mean. But first, about, the, the, I'm the, I'm not big on the the design of these predators. You're not. It it was they were too bulky. They're very bulky. And it looked like they couldn't move. Very bulky and non sleek. Yeah, for and sure. When not, when they're fighting. Agile. In the first fight, it, I, I just imagine it's like two guys in rubber suits on set. Just because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in that original Alien and Predator movie, he's like real, kind of more slim down. Well, he's slim and he's super tall. If you'll remember, that actor was like he was like seven foot or something like that, six eleven. So the guy that played the original Alien was like seven five or something like that. Yeah, very tall guy. Yeah, very tall and slender. And and that's what I loved about the. I'm glad you brought that up. That's what I loved about the first Predator was how just agile and sleek looking he was. There's a scene in there where at the end or close to the end when Schwarzenegger has fallen into the river and then he gets the mud on him, realizes that, that he can't see him because of the heat signature and he watches him walk by and you really get like the first yeah, real view he's been invisible. of him. 
Yeah. And he's running and jumping. Yeah. He's running and jumping down those rocks. And you're like, man, that's an impressive specimen, you know? And so you're like, that makes it even more daunting, you know? Um, I hear what you're saying in these. These guys are more bulky. Do you think it's the armor? Do you think it's because it's freezing? And everyone else in this movie just has like a regular jacket on. Right. It's what, negative 30 degrees in the Arctic? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's got to be close. (laughs) They were bulkier, though. That is really interesting. Um, And I don't know if that was the stunt guys or the suits. It's hard to tell. Even at the end, when they, yeah. you know, when they're going onto the ship, the uh, kind of the, the head honcho that comes out gives her the gives her the ceremonial spear. Um, he's he's <laughs> he's super bulky too. Oh, very silly. We could have done without like, that. I'm okay, <laughs> but can I get a ride? Can you guys get me out of here? Just drop me off. Because remember earlier, she said it was the the uh, the point of no return. They were past the no safe return, the NSR, which I had a I had a pilot friend one time. He used to use that terminology all the time. He would say the NSR all the time. <laughs> you know, in analogies, yeah, it's pretty funny. So when they, I didn't remember that at all from that movie. And so when she said that last night, I kind of laughed to myself. Thought about my friend, but um, but yeah. So yeah, how's she getting out? She makes friends with the predator. He's like, "You're cool with me. Here's a here's a tail, and a head for a shield." She makes friends. He makes her some gear. I, I guess he's demonstrating that <laughs> when he dips, the acid doesn't do anything to their skin. I guess that makes sense since it's inside of their body. The acid doesn't penetrate it. You create these things to, I guess, hunt on the weekend, fight, improve your skills, or whatever. Why would you create something that could take you down very easily? Because that's how I feel like the xenomorph should just like take them down with no problem. But they have that they have that parachute though. Remember, like they show this in the movie that the nuclear bomb. Yeah, the the nuclear bomb. And they they show us this because the Italian dude is telling the story. Yeah, the archaeologist. Where how did he get the entire stuff from the walls? <laughs> he's reading hieroglyph, man. He's he's translating. Because all of a sudden we're 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 in this flashback, and I'm like, right? How the hell did he learn this? <laughs> Preston, don't don't dog my movie, man. This guy just knows it. Okay, he's smart. Like Mr. Idley, <laughs> Indiana over here, Jones he just is smart. Knows. All right. He picked up a book somewhere. No, I think you're led to believe, like, when they pan back to them, I think it looks like he's reading the mm-hmm. hierarchy. Just give me a shot with him, on, with, like, it? taking notes from the wall or something. I mean, it's... <laughs> right, fit something in there that gives us an indication of where he's getting this Paul W.S. Anderson, you gave up your Resident Evil franchise for a minute to come and direct this movie. At least put some effort yeah, into it. <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil wasn't awful. You know, it, it, well, the first one was okay. The, they are. Terrible. Well, the first one's okay. Maybe you should do a Resident Evil with somebody. I've never seen those movies, so I would... You've never seen I've them, never so watched yeah, any no, that's of not going to happen. The, the first one was okay. I think the first one was the only one I saw. Yeah, that's an interesting... I don't know where he was coming up with it. I, I, I was thinking about that last night, thinking about how he had to be reading it and translating. But how does he translate ancient alien script? I don't know. Who knows? But I remember, I remember why the the temple started doing its cube thing. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. They removed they removed the 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 guns that were in this chest that the predators had stored That's there. That's right. And I'm like, that's, that's just right. their basic weapon. Yeah. The 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 shoulder cannon. Why would they leave that there? <laughs> and why would it be such a big deal if somebody took it? Yeah. It's like y'all probably make ten. More, y'all probably got more advanced ones for sure already because it's been thousand years it's been or so. A while. It's been a while, but you have to love the weaponry. Come on, man. Like the, the there's also before the iconic scene. There's the scene where. He throws the the spear and it's cloaked at that point through the guy. which I've never I don't remember their weapons can cloak too unless they're attached to them but I mean that's neither here nor there. You didn't see that in the first Predator. I don't think you saw in Predator Two either. No. But yeah, I guess they can cloak their weapons, which would make sense. Sure. You know, if you got that technology, you can do it with anything. But I I did not remember. I thought that was a pretty cool scene, like that the guy you know. Kind of gets hung up there on the yeah. wall, and then it appears kind of out of them. Pretty crazy. Yeah, th- I mean, there's there's good fights and good shots in this movie. There's yeah. some great fights and great shots. That's why I'm saying that eight to ten minutes. If you're a predator and an alien fan, yeah, just show somebody in any that. way. <laughs> right, that is probably worth it to you because the other stuff is just basically enough to we can fill this out to a, a feature length. We got to have some storylines to get us to the, an hour and a half. And they, there's also a marked alien for some reason. He gets caught in a net, and it kind of cuts through him, and the acid comes through, and you just he just pops up through the rest of the movie. I'm like, he's just a regular alien. I don't know why we needed to have this yes. same alien pop up through the whole movie. A couple of times. How does he How does he die? Is he the one that he cuts his head off? No, that, I think that's a different one. Eventually. It's yeah, a different one. Because he, he shows up when they, her and the Predator make it into that room where the rest, basically the rest of the crew is dead and they're all got face huggers on and they're, the aliens are starting to pop You're out. You're right. And That's then a right. bunch yeah, of aliens yeah. just show up. And then yes. he's like, you know, the, with his long fingernail, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and we outrun a nuclear bomb on the fastest sled I've ever seen in my life. This thing is inching down at the beginning of the movie. And then all of a sudden just goes up at Mach 2. I know. And they somehow survive it flying. She does. Him, she I survives flying out of the hole. You know, I can believe him surviving her surviving at that speed. And that crash, not not a chance. Somehow the alien, the, the queen, no, the, the, the other aliens do release the queen. And she makes yes. it, I guess she makes it out before the bomb goes off, after the bomb goes off. I, they didn't really show, but. Yeah, I just. Her, her and it. Predator fighting, fighting the queen. Uh, All you missing is a, a yellow mech suit and saying, Get, I wish <laughs> they would have done that. I would have said bravo to you if she got into some kind of piece of equipment and said, get away from him, you bitch. <laughs> I would have been like, channeled, channeled her inner Sigori. Bravo. That would have been a good reprise. Yes. Because that's the fantastic. best moment of that movie. That would have been. For, for, for some oh, reason, I yeah. watch Aliens every year on my birthday. Like, it's just something that. Really? I think it was on one day on my birthday. Uh-huh. And I sat down to watch it, and I just kept doing it. So it's a movie That's I watch so once a year. Right. I love it. 
Yeah. So, and that's always my favorite part. When that's your that, favorite part. That and Bill Paxton. Game over, man. Game over, man. I love it. It's over. Game over. I do. Listen, I've had to explain to my daughter where that comes from because I've used yeah. that quote in my house. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> it's usually in a Gamecock game right after the first quarter. But, um, but that's usually when I do the game over. But, um, she was like, Daddy, where's that come from? I'm like, well. A, a movie you can't watch yet. A movie you can't watch I yet. Was, I was explaining, because for some reason, I had a Predator toy growing up. Okay, really? Yeah. They marketed this Man, stuff. That was back when they marketed like R-rated movies to kids, and they put out toys for it. For them. sure, buddy. Yeah. And my nephew, just at my mom's house, has like this big box of toys that are just all the toys that my parents wasted on me. Okay. That I could probably get like a thousand dollars out of this huge tub of stuff that's just like original Marvel stuff and Star Wars toys and Transformers uh, and all this stuff. But anyway, he pulls out that right, toy and cool. like asking me, "What is this?" And I start explaining <laughs> Predator to him, <laughs> and he's five, <laughs> right? Of course. And yeah. so he goes and asks, and I, I I preface it by saying it's from a movie that you're way too young to watch. He understands that. Okay. He's like, you're, I'm like, you're way too young to watch, but. <laughs> so he but I'll tell you anyway. Goes and asks his mom. That's what I do. About it. And she's like, she's like, I'm sure Uncle Preston will show it to you at some point. Yes. You guys will have a guy's diet. <laughs> when you, that is when awesome. he's like 15 or 16 or something. Right. Right. Yeah. That'll be a fun one. That's to, funny, though. Just have to tell him, don't tell your mom I showed you this movie. Um, that, right. Right. We watched something else. That's a long ass timer on that bomb. Long timer, and uh, they somehow, yeah, I don't think the, like you were saying, I don't think the math adds up, but that's okay in terms of their escape timer. I mean, I mean it's not a Christopher Nolan movie where he's got it timed out perfectly. It's not a Batman <laughs> drop, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can, like any movie of Christopher right. Nolan, you can, like if there's a time limit, you can you set, can your, set watch your watch to pretty it. much. Yeah, which is really interesting. The, yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'll say, can I say one more thing to the whole action sequences? Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think fits with even your story with your nephew. I think yeah. like, and the, you know, get away from her bitch thing. Uh, you know, all Predator movies, I feel like all the Predator movies, again, you know, the new one, we don't have to get into that tonight, obviously, but. um, I like that one too. The, no, not the new pre- the new Alien Alien Covenant, not you, the new Predator. You like movie. Alien Covenant, right? I'll be honest with you. I was I don't know what it was, whether it was like all the hearing about how they're going to be booted and Shane Black's going to do it and Yeah, I was getting excited. I was too, man. And and I was Boyd I, Holbrook as the the lead. Boyd like, Holbrook, you know, and then they, you know, I mean, after uh, that after that uh the character he played in Logan. Mhm. Oh, he's become yeah. one of my favorite actors. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And you know, and then you got you know, Key is in there from from Key and Beale, and you're you know you know he's probably going to provide some comic relief, and and he did. I don't know if it was that or the anticipation of it all, or just the fact that I love that story and that character and that this particular villain or monster, and the fact that it was Shane Black. But man, it just really left a lot of things short, like just. The story and the way they did it was really not well done at all, and and it was just disappointing, man. It it, it really was, and and 
you know, but you and I've talked about this before years ago that usually when you hear that production has stopped and restarted and they've rewritten, it's probably not a good They sign. just did that with the Kenobi series. And they did it with Han Solo. You know, I mean, usually that's not a good sign, man. Usually, usually when the when the movie comes out, it's a it's a stinker, and that's what was really disappointing about the Predator. You've had all these years. Shane Black supposedly had been working on this for years, and then that was the product. That that that's what kind of leaves it short for me. Because I was the the trailers look good. Trailers look good, and they like it's it's R rated. It's you know we're going back to going back to it. What we know. Mm-hmm. Going back to what, what we know, and we're kind of pulling in some of the older things, but rebooting some of them a little bit. Yeah, it just it just didn't do it for me. But I say that to say that in all Predator movies, including that one, and certainly in all the Alien movies, and I saw Alien Covenant, and I liked I it, there are a few action sequences that almost make it worth watching the movie. And, and you know... And Michael Fassbender acting against himself. <laughs> I mean, we're just going to talk about Fassbender the rest of the night. That, that's fine. I, I understand, Preston. This takes me back a couple of years to my kitchen. But no, he's he's great. And yeah, exactly. It does. Like, well, to your point, wrinkles like that. I mean, just little subtle stuff. Last night, I rewound a couple of parts. Uh, like that, like, you know, obviously they're throwing them through the air and the face to face. And then the one where the aliens like down in that pit where he's like killed the predator, one of the first ones. And he's like standing on top of him, kind of growls over him and it pans out way out, you know, down that, down that chute a little bit. And it's a very cool, iconic scene, but I'm, I'm not just talking about even those, but uh, you know, where the flying thing comes, he, he, he throws the, the, the kind of the, yeah. The dart, the ninja star that's kind of the, the boomerang that comes back to him. He kills the flying thing, and then the one alien is scaling the wall, and he doesn't even turn around, just kind of like flicks his wrist up, wrist up there and just kind of cuts his head off. I mean, come on. You know, those are those are, those are are <laughs> almost worth some of the, those, dealing with some of those other things in these movies, and I feel like all of them had. Yeah. It gets you through some of the dialogue and some of the campiness, and uh, and just some of the the, the real real cheesy. Oh, uh, so after they because def- they eventually, of course, they end up defeating the the alien queen, throwing her into the icy abyss, and he had the, the predator had marked himself earlier in the movie, his helmet and his head. I don't know why he needed to do both, but do you, buddy? Um, and at the end. He's a warrior. He's a warrior, Preston. Okay. Don't. <laughs> ancient. The, hey, look, in your archaeology buddy told you. Sure. Ancient warriors would mark themselves. He, he, I mean, there, there was precedent I just, for I can feel, I can feel the skepticism. But he, <laughs> right. he dips the, the nail of a xenomorph in its blood and, and just... She just accepts it. Just mark my face for good with xenomorph blood. Instead of being like, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> no, I don't want permanent. No. I don't want a permanent scar on my face. That happened. Did he die at some point? <laughs> or they were picking up because they picked Which... the because the, the predators come down in their ship. You know the 
He does die. Yeah, he okay. dies. Yeah. yeah, because he gets stabbed with. Well, the, he dies because the, the alien okay. impales him. Right. Yeah. So he gets stabbed with the tail. So he must have marked her before he got stabbed, or while he was dying. <laughs> anyway, predators. I guess the council of predators or the leaders, the the leader of the predator world, and his big robe comes down and they pick up his body and and take him. They because they. Yeah, they picked up because there was three predators that landed, and they picked up the two dead, three dead, all three of them, I guess. And they hand her. Right. We talked about this earlier, but they hand her a spear. Cool, right. but <laughs> right? Can I get but, a ride? <laughs> can you guys drop me off? You know. Right. Since you scale the universe, can you, You're can in you a, drop me off uh, my house? A, a ship that can travel the speed of light, I think it can take me back to... Yeah. yeah it could take me to New Jersey. You know, drop me off in a... You, you don't know, even have to just lower it. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just send me down on one of those tubes, you know. Just right into my basement. And so they, they turn around <laughs> and go off, leave her in Antarctica to die, I guess. And the closing shot... They they've got it the one of the aliens on an altar and they walk away, and then we get a chest burster mm-hmm. with the the predator predator jaws and yes, it just we cuts. We get a we get a Paxton <laughs> cuts away, leaves us hanging if you will. Sets it up for a crappy sequel. Oh my god, a crappy one that I. I've never seen it all the way through. I've just seen clips of it. Uh, yeah, I, no. I didn't this even know close. it existed until like a couple years ago. I didn't either. I didn't either. And it might have been when The Predator came out is when I found out that it existed. Probably. And I was kind of going a little rabbit hole on it when it was coming, yeah. when it came out. So, yeah. What's What's funny to me is that Disney owns all of this now. <laughs> they do. And they'll probably reboot it. Well, there was a there was a movie, another one that Sigourney Weaver was attached to that was being directed by the guy that did District Nine. Hmm. He was he was working on an Alien movie before Disney bought everything. Okay, did they buy that from I him? I, I mean, it was on it was on the schedule at Fox, and it Michael Bean was coming back. Michael Bean, and, dude, Johnny Ringo, come on, yeah, that's a. That's <laughs> a good and, movie and terminator yeah. yeah well michael bean was in terminator too yeah um he was everywhere in the 80s dude he was the 80s and 90s for sure michael bean was in a lot of 80s and, he, and 90s he shows up movies. in mandalorian season two he does like oh he got old <laughs> oh boy michael bean what yeah. you been doing bud yeah <laughs> been hard living my man hollywood yeah, that's right. Even Hollywood, isn't it? Um, yeah, here's the thing, man. The concept has, it had promise. Yeah. I feel. Obviously. You know, I think I, you and I used to talk about this a lot, a lot years ago. Like, uh, one of the things for me about storytelling is if you're going to do something again, mm-hmm. um, I, I listened to a, a recent interview me and Olivia did with Krasinski. He was, talking about how he wasn't going to do a quiet place too mm. and just refused and yeah. then they kept calling him and calling him and then finally yeah 
somebody else was going to do it. And they asked him to give mm-hmm. some creative license to it and like write up some notes. And then he tells the story where like he started writing up the notes and was just like, ah, cr- ah crap, I got to do it. <laughs> and so he told him he'd do it. Well, in that interview and then, and then in a couple of extras that we watched when we, when we saw, after we saw the movie, he, he talks about this same idea that I've, I've shared with you before. What I loved about Nolan and, and the Dark Knight trilogy and all that is that if, if you're going to do it again, you got to introduce something new. You, you've, there's got to be some kind of, uh, of new theme that brings us back to an old understanding of, of that person um, or the character or the story or whatever it may be. So I, I like that. Um, that's just my personal preference. I, I like that in storytelling and in narrative. Uh, what's interesting about this was the reason why I had promises because they are pulling in some of these themes and they tried to tell a new story about it with some, with some ancient pyramids and mezzanines and sacrificial rituals. Set it in the future on like on one of those outposts in 2004. Why Antarctica? Like why in 2004 and, and, yeah, they could have done so much more, but it had prom. The reason why I say it had promise is because, and maybe that fits into my kind of my rubric of of why I love retelling of stories is is it had promise because it was uh, an old you know old characters, old themes, but they were looked like they tried to type, tell it in a new way. Not an awful idea at all. It really wasn't. It just the way it was kind of expressed and then the way it kind of meted out just kind of felt there was several like comic books that came out and all these things that were very right. Very better comic books. And there's even a really good this is probably gonna laugh at this. There was a very good Batman versus Predator comic. I saw it. I saw it years ago. I didn't read the comic, but I saw like it. The I, Predator I it comes to Gotham. <laughs> I'm sure it was fantastic. Right. Yeah. But, but you could see yeah. that fight, right? I mean, that's not. They're both. That's not far fetched like, in the world. In the shadows. They're both stealthy. Yeah. Right. Weaponry. I mean, that's the thing, man. I, they, they, they pulling some old things in, like you said, some, you know, with Wayland and. And then they're pulling old some some stuff in there in terms of obviously what we know about the aliens and what we know about the predators in terms of the way that they interact and the fight and the things that they do well and the counterbalance and act that they do in fighting each other, all that was there, but yet there was this new story that had some promise to it, and it's like oh this is interesting this is touches some anthropological stuff. Of course, you got the political stuff in there, you got the eco- ecological stuff and. And some of the global warming stuff had already kind of started, and so they're touching on some of that. I mean, yeah, it, 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 a promising concept. I don't think it made a lot of money, though. It, did it say it made like 170 million or something worldwide, which isn't awful. That was that was Freddy versus Jason. Um, that was Freddy versus Jason, and this was Fox trying to copy what they did. It was a budget of 60 million estimated. Uh-huh. And worldwide, it made $177 million. So, you know, what do How I know? about it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah, I, re- I, I've 80 million read up on it the t- other day. $80 million in the U.S. $80 million. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not awful. No, I mean, it got I a mean, sequel. <laughs> it got a sequel out of it, and they, yeah. you know, they made budget. Which is 
pretty good for a movie that it, that they only spent like two or three months shooting. I think yeah, it was. and seventy million. Yeah, sixty million. Hmm. And they made one hundred seventy-seven million. I mean, yeah, I mean that's a pretty good haul. Yeah, for for a movie like this, I think that. So I I don't know if I've caught this yet, Preston, and I I don't know if you're trying to wrap up, but like, um, I don't know if I've caught this in your podcast to this point. If I haven't, I apologize. Um, in listening to them, they've all been really fun and enjoyable to listen to, and you guys go back and forth. I don't know if in these you guys. You know, do you ever kind of come to a choke point where you're talking about where you're talking about whether or not it was a bad movie or if it was better than what it was what it was deemed or um, final rating and would you watch it again? I guess. You know, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I have watched it again, so I guess the answer to that question would be yes. Um, you know, I don't watch <laughs> it every year on my birthday. I don't either. But, uh, but I watch a much better movie. Just messy. <laughs> yes, you do for sure. And so, um, I don't watch it every year. I mean, I used to like see like scenes from it. Of course, my favorite scenes that I like to watch are those action scenes. But uh, yeah, I guess I did watch it again. And if I had to rate it again, it's it's really funny. I my daughter kind of walked in toward the end. She was going to go to bed last night and she's like, what is this? And I tell her, of course I've, I've explained the predator to her like you did your nephew. And, uh, but of course she's, she's almost 13. So I guess it's a little more palpable for her, but she, I was just telling her and she's like, Oh, so like the predator fights aliens. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a long story. And so she was like, when did you first see this movie? And I said, Oh, it's like 2004. And I said, believe it or not, it was when we lived in Charlotte the first time. And I, 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 my job before I worked on the weekends. And so I would have, in, on, on my particular team, uh, I had to kind of finagle how I allowed my team to be off, you know, because they all had weekend work. And uh, I just decided that I'd, let, I'd allow a lot of them to be off on Friday. And, and I just decided to take Thursday off. So, and of course, at the, my wife worked. And, and so a lot of times what I would do is just veg on that Thursday and I would go to Blockbuster, you know, I know I'm dating myself and, uh, you know, do the thing and rent three or four movies. And I rented this at Blockbuster and watched it on DVD and, and, you know, like a year or so after it came out. So, I mean, have, did, how did I rate it then? I was trying to think about this today. I think that I tend to do revisionist history with this stuff because I like the predator. I like, the aliens movies. And so it's nostalgic to me a little bit. It's, it, I, I tend to look over flaws. I love great action movies. And when they, when you, when you put together four, five, six, seven scenes, I'm kind of low maintenance like that in these movies. Like if I, if I'm going to watch inception, I'm not expecting that. I want to see something smart and intuitive and what have you. But when I know what it is, this is what I want to pull out of it. And so I think that glosses things over for me. And I think I rated it probably a little higher than maybe I would have rated it last night. But I still found myself, and I'll, I'll say this, and, and um, this is, I, I guess, could be the end of my commentary about that, is I find myself turning it off and going, Man, I still like the Predator. I still, I still love the Predator. I still love Aliens. I still think it's cool. 
I think yeah. the the fightsies are cool. I think like what they you know what they do and the way they've evolved these things is cool. Even though there's some holes, you know, in these stories. So, like, from a scale of scale of one to ten, or can you even put a number on it? You know, man, I would say, given what I just said, I probably the first time watching this movie since this is called Second Take, and we're reviewing something that was, you know, seen as as one thing way back. Probably coming away from it the first time, I was like, "Oh man, yeah, that was a seven, you know." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I hate to do this because I, I'm, I'm trying to to come at this from the protagonist standpoint, like from the pro standpoint. Um, it probably wouldn't be a seven. It would probably be like a six or a five. I was, and a half. I, I was kind of that same way last. Is that yeah, fair? Mon- Monday night when I turned it off. Because I didn't have very, I didn't have a lot of expectations going into it. I remember, I remembered sure. the movie, but right. it wasn't necessarily like terrible or bad to me. Right. And last night when I turned it off, I was like, "Oh, that's a six, five, six. <laughs> yeah, it's a five, six. Yeah, this is what I would say. And then I did research and learned, you know, they they knocked out James Cameron's script, so like I'm down to a three. So now you're down to a three. We got this That's instead scary. of a James Cameron Ridley Scott joint. So, <laughs> which we all know how you feel about that. Yeah. So, so uh, I get it, man. Yeah. That is an interesting little wrinkle for sure. If I had known that, that could have maybe swayed. But I, I will stick with what I say. It's just a little bit of a downgrade from before. But again, I find myself almost in in teenage like manner just still loving i wish here's the thing Preston. you used to always say this when we would talk about movies uh, a couple years ago is no 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 I, I i it's it's good i think that i remember you saying one time like if you come away from a movie thinking boy i like that okay but really i wish someone else would have told the story then that like what you're saying with James Cameron, you know, and, and you wish that he would have told the story or, or they would have used his film versus this film. Then that says a lot, you know, it's like, Hey, I have an interest in, there was a good, good show, good, good try, but maybe somebody else tells the story. It, it's real. It, it's a, it's a seven again or an eight. That's a, kind of a preview for last, last week's episode that came out today. I was trying to recast Chris Pratt because I thought he yeah. wasn't, very well cast in this movie in the tomorrow war but really okay interesting yeah 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 well i started listening and then i turned I, you know i stopped it i'll listen to it after i watch the movie i, I guess i should just put soon. spoiler alerts in these um, things but no 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 you're fine you're fine i mean again yeah. it should be inherent somebody should see that you guys are reviewing it and that there's gonna yeah. be spoilers you're gonna be talking about the movie yeah i started hearing you guys getting into that a little bit and then i uh yeah t- that's why i turned it off because i didn't want to didn't want to get the spoilers all right well that is it for this episode man thanks for yeah having thanks me. for doing this, this is like, fun. oh my gosh this is this, this is a lot of fun man i figure we do it anyway you might as well when you ask me i, I was, you know i love what you're doing and i think it's a cool concept and uh you know i just think it's cool appreciate you doing doing it. Doing it, that is it for this week um next week not sure yet We'll see. (laughs) 
So with that, I'll say uh, go and, and follow us and leave a suggestion on Instagram and Twitter at Second Take Movies, or you can send us an email at secondtakemoviespod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>